Hello, everyone. I hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving. It is now officially the holiday season. And following up on last episode, where I talked about more sustainable green gifts for Black Friday, and of course, throughout the holiday season. Today, I am giving you some more tips. Some have to deal with gifts, but a lot have to deal with other stuff revolving around the holidays to make it more sustainable, more eco-friendly. Before we get started into this episode, I have a couple of announcements. We have our podcast book giveaway going on until Tuesday. So I think that's December 1st. Yes. And what you do if you want to win a copy of Getting a Job in Wildlife Biology, what it like, what it's like and what you need to know. That's the book I released this past September on my experiences in wildlife biology, how I became a wildlife biologist, and advice for you guys. All you have to do is rate and review this podcast and then go to my website and you'll see on the top it says free book giveaway and fill out that form with your email address and, and comments so I know which one you did and I can contact you about winning the book. You have a really good chance of getting it so I highly recommend you submit and enter the book giveaway. Also on Monday, November 30th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I am doing a free training. This is on my seven steps to finding your career path in wildlife biology. It is 100% free. These are the seven steps I recommend to my students in order to figure out what they want to do or become more specific about what they want to do, which will make you more competitive in the job market. So I highly recommend you go to this event. I've done it before, only one time before. Uh, so if you've seen it, it's slightly different this time. So it might it's probably worth it to see it again. And then this webinar leads into information about my Confusion to Clarity course. So this launched last July. It's going to be launching only two times a year. So I think I'm going to stick to the July and December deadlines. I've changed it up a bit. So I'm going to give you some new information about what it's about. This time there's going to be more group coaching. Last time it was very webinar focused and it was still interactive, but I'm going to make it much more interactive this time. Time. So make sure you check out the webinar at 3 p.m. Go to my website, fancyscientist.com, to sign up and get on the wait list, and you will get the Zoom link. I am so excited for this. I really loved doing this program in July. Okay, so let's get into holiday tips. How can we make the holidays more sustainable? Hi, I'm Dr. Stephanie Shuttler a wildlife biologist who's learned throughout her career studying animals that science alone cannot save species. We need you. In the Fancy Scientist podcast, you'll learn about fun animals, conservation tips, and science advice, all while breaking stereotypes about what a scientist looks like. Let's get started. The holidays in December are usually people's favorite time of year. They love all the lights, the music, the decorations, the food, the gifts. It can be so much fun. But for a conservationist like myself, 
it can turn you into a little bit of a Grinch. I'll try not to be too Grinchy today because so much of the holidays is about consumption of things. So that is, of course, the gift giving, but also food, the decoration. The decorations are a bunch of plastic things, all the lights. So when we think about the holidays from an ecological point of view or how it impacts the environment, it is pretty it is pretty heavy. It's a pretty heavy impact, even though it may seem like your family is not doing that much. When you multiply it across all the families in the world, it really is a big impact. There's an estimate that our consumption increases by 25% during this season. Now, I know, like I said, a lot of people love the holidays, and I don't want to be too much of a Grinch, but also the holidays are really important for families to survive, and my family is one of them. I am the daughter of a business owner, so we have a family business, Ben Grelick Jewelers, here in uh, Clarence, New York. I'm I'm recording from my my childhood bedroom there right now in, in Clarence, and you know, we're, we're worried about this holiday and especially, especially because of the pandemic. If our stores close down because of the pandemic, then it could potentially have a big impact, although we do sell online. So this is going to be a strange holiday season in general because of the pandemic. But I do suspect that people, of course, are still going to buy gifts and, and celebrate So I'm still going to give these tips, but I just also want to mention that although we should reduce our consumption and think about spending in different ways, of which I'm going to give you the tips, it is important for small businesses as a lot of these businesses, most of their, their, their sales are made during the the holiday season. So it is a really important time of the year economically. And for these small stores, they're really the bread and butter of our society. So it's really important that we that we support them during, especially during this pandemic holiday. Okay, so with that being said, my first tip, it's going to sound kind of opposite of what I just said about supporting family businesses. But don't worry, I have tips that support businesses. It is really to have a conversation about buying gifts in general. Is it really necessary to buy a gift? Now, hear me out on this. And it it does have an impact on small businesses and not necessarily negatively. But a lot of these gifts that we purchase for each other, they're just unnecessary. Like if you think about workplace gifts or maybe gifts between friends that are acquaintances or just just like na- neighbors or somebody you have to give a gift to because it's obligated. So for my family, we are very, very honest with each other. And I maybe th- this is why I'm so okay with not giving gifts is because my, my mom especially, she always just bought what she wanted throughout the year. Now, she wasn't buying stuff constantly, but if she really wanted something, she and my father would plan to save up for it if it was a bigger purchase or if it was smaller, you know, buying throughout the year. And 
therefore they we she didn't wait until the holidays and she was just so difficult to buy for so she really never wanted anything for Christmas and when I was a child I would make her gifts I would make her and my dad gifts so I love to draw I love to paint so paintings were a frequent gift of course when I was younger I had art projects so that's definitely one thing that you could do as an adult still you can do crafting but really I encourage you to have a conversation with people and see if it's absolutely necessary for you to exchange gifts because so many of these these gifts end up in being donated and a lot of people think like oh it's okay because they'll be recycled but even when clothing and other items are donated a there's estimates that a third of them can still end up in in landfills. So it's really important to reduce our consumption overall. Now, like I said, that when we reduce the number of gifts that we spend on or that we give to each other, you might think this has a huge impact on the local economy, but it's not necessarily true because I expect that a lot of people are not giving gifts that affect locally as much as they are maybe like larger gift certificates or gift certificates to larger corporations like Starbucks I know for example is a really common one for people who you don't know what to buy for also when you're not spending as much money on other people it doesn't mean you're not spending money it's just you might be buying stuff for yourself or, or supporting businesses in other ways so it's just more in my opinion, getting getting rid of these little like knickknacks and doodads and and things that we we really don't need. And my brother and I used to exchange gifts, and we had a conversation several years ago about gift exchange, and we just don't do it anymore. And and him and his wife will actually buy me a gift once in a while if they see something that they think I like. Like they actually got me something last year, something little, and it was really fun. But there's, there's not the obligation in our family, and I love it. It also makes the holiday season so easy. People get so stressed out, and it just doesn't have to be that hard. So have an on honest conversation with people about gift giving. You never know. They might even be really relieved that they don't have to give you a gift. There are five love languages one of them is gifts and that is definitely not my love language i am i it's really hard for me to give people gifts i just i just don't know what to give people so like i said you might be doing them a favor they might be really relieved that they don't have to buy you a gift when you are buying gifts so this is another way that it doesn't necessarily have to affect the economy in a negative way. You can choose quality over quantity. So rather than buying 50 gifts that are $5 or less or $10 or less, you can buy 50 gifts is a lot. Although I'm sure actually with families with kids, that definitely happens. But if you have a partner, instead of giving them multiple gifts, you might want to invest in, in one more quality present that lasts over a lifetime. So, so for my family business, I mean, jewelry is a great investment like that because when you buy costume jewelry that's 
often made out of plastic. It doesn't break down properly, whereas jewelry made with with gold and stones you can always um, repurpose them into different items you can always um, sell them back and of course they they last forever so think about the quality in your purchases what you're buying how long it will think about how long it will last for is it is it something that will really hold up to the test of time and Again, you can save your money or you can pool your money and buy one really great gift rather than a bunch of little gifts that maybe will get lost over the years. My third tip is to give experiences instead of things. So you could give things like spa days. That's a really fun one to give. Restaurants normally, well, actually, you, sh- you should be able to give restaurants now, too, because a lot of them are open for, for curbside pickup, but it is difficult now because it is difficult for a lot of people, are, and a lot of people are not choosing to eat inside of restaurants given the pandemic. Normal times, weekend travel getaways, so you'll have to check your area for, for what types of things are available yeah, so the, a lot of these things I have suggested are going to be difficult during the pandemic. But during normal times, I have things like theater and museum events, exercise classes. But a lot of these things have actually switched online. So you could do exercise subscriptions. There are a lot of like online dance classes and just all different types of aerobics and I mean, everything you can find online. Electronic subscriptions are fun. I get the New York Times. I love it. And it's that's a pretty affordable gift to give to somebody else. A fun one I'm going to try this year for myself is a Rent the Runway subscription. That's a, that's a clothing borrowing system with designer clothes. So you can try something new every single month. So, so yeah, so you can think of different experiences to give to people and also making things too. Look on Pinterest to see if there are different types of crafts that you can make. There's a lot of upcycling on Pinterest, which is taking items and then repurposing them into different things. You can also do something edible so baking goods for people making somebody a really nice cake a really nice pie things like that are some are some more creative gifts that are not necessarily hugely consumptive with with a negative impact on the environment okay so this next one this is actually what we would always give my mom for christmas and i should mention I didn't give or we didn't really give my dad presents because he is the hardest person to shop for. He like literally doesn't want anything and like doesn't indulge in anything. So so yeah, my parents, they're they're the sweetest and they've always been very sacrificial when it comes to the holidays. So I was lucky I didn't have to get them presents, but my sister loves Christmas so much, so she insists on gifts. So we would always give my mom donations. She is a big animal lover, 
that's how I became a big animal lover from my mom and dad. So uh, we would give to her favorite charities. And a lot of these organizations now have specific items that you can purchase, but they're like virtual items. So for example, we love the Elephant Sanctuary in Tennessee, and you can quote unquote adopt an elephant for a certain amount of time. So I think it's like for a year. And then you usually get something like a kit that'll have a photo of the elephant and a donation was made in your name. So that's an organization we really like. We also would do this chimpanzee one in Florida as well. I believe it's Save the Chimps. Let me double check that. Yes, it is Save the Chimps. And these chimps are retired from entertainment. So animal acts like circuses. Same thing for the elephants. The elephants are all retired from zoos or circuses. I believe most of them are from circuses. And then Save the Chimp also has chimpanzees from medical facilities because chimps are experimented on for for medical purposes to help us in human medicine. So chimps that have been retired from being researched on now live in in Florida in this area on these different islands. And it's just a beautiful sanctuary. And both chimpanzees and elephants are extremely intelligent animals. They live for a really long time. So it's just a really great organization. And you just feel so good about your money going to organizations like that. In the last episode, I talked about this is a physical gift, but when you do World Wildlife Fund, you can buy like stuffed animals. So it's a virtual and physical adoption. So you can you can adopt um, these really cool animals like like vaquitas. You know, animals you normally can't get stuffed animals for, and part of the money goes to support their conservation in the wild. I remember in the past, this was years ago, so I'm not sure if they still do it, but with the Nature Conservancy, we could adopt uh, different portions of land. So you could adopt like several acres in another country or probably here in the United States as well. But you'd have to look into that. I haven't done that in a while. But those are some really great ideas. In the last episode, I mentioned you can also give new-to-you presents. So these are consignment items. So I talked about how much I love the Real Real and Thread Up. And if you don't know people's clothing sizes or what they like, getting like handbags or you can buy jewelry from there and they're all used. So you're not buying anything new and not really contributing to the consumption of that, that or the, the productivity that is required with new products in the making of the fabrics, the dyeing, all that sort, all that process. I also recommend that if you do buy new stuff, you purchase from companies that prioritize sustainability. We talked about this in the last episode as well. You can listen to that one for all of my favorite companies like Four Ocean, Tonle, Beauty Counter, Patagonia, Athleta, Prana. Actually, I didn't mention Prana, but I do love Prana. These companies prioritize sustainability. They use recycled fabrics. They use packaging materials that have less of an impact on the environment. So pay attention to where you purchase your items from. When purchasing your gifts, choose the slowest shipping option. With Amazon, I know lots of 
organizations, lots of businesses are trying to ship things as fast as possible to keep up with Amazon. But actually, when you do purchase from Amazon, you have the option to choose the slower shipping option. So this reduces uh, carbon emissions and do it early on and then you won't be as stressed out. So do your, do your shopping now and give it plenty of time to come in before Christmas. Try to order from fewer places and bundle your orders. This means that there's less products going out in general, less packages going out in general, and it's all being bundled into one thing. So less things have to travel in different directions or the, the same direction from different places. This also reduces climate emissions as well. And you can do this also yourself if you're shopping from a store in person. You can go just to one store and buy a bunch of stuff rather than traveling in your car all over to different places. Here's another tip that is grinchy. <laughs> My sister hates this tip. Don't wrap presents, especially for adults. You know, we're, we're adults. <laughs> And, and it's really the gift that counts. And I know it's beautiful to wrap presents, but all of this wrapping paper, a lot of it can't be recycled, especially with how wrapping paper has changed over the past few decades. When I was growing up, I mean, it was starting to change, but now like they have like plastic wrapping paper where it's not even paper anymore. It's like, I mean, it's beautiful. It's like hologramish or it has glitter all over it. Glitter is just, I love glitter, but it is just tiny pieces of plastic and these just ultimately end up in the environment, in the water stream, and they affect animals. They affect little animals. Ultimately, we consume these little pieces of plastic too. Things like glitter are, are really small and they're really hard to filter out. So, so it's best if you can avoid wrapping your presents so you can... Just if you shipped something from or if you ordered something from online, just keep it in the box and then they can open up the box even though it's ugly or you could put it in a bag that you have. A lot of people have those those gift bags. Whenever I get one, I save one and I reuse them all of the time. A lot of people love to wrap. But again, this is not great for the environment. So you can react creatively. You can wrap creatively so there is less of an impact on the environment. So you can repurpose stuff like a lot of people probably don't get newspapers anymore or magazines, but you can definitely use those to wrap presents. I order items from Vitacost, like grocery items, and they have brown paper packaging rather than plastic. And the, the brown paper is actually beautiful and it would be great wrapping paper for, for presents. And it kind of looks like one of those old timey presents from the 1900s. So you can, you can think about also using things you might have around in the house. Like if you are crafty, you might have uh, fabric that you can wrap stuff in and ribbons and you can make packages look really beautiful with this stuff that is reusable. Another thing that I do is that I actually do wrap presents for 
some people sometimes I give honestly I give so few presents that like I hardly <laughs> do this but my niece I usually wrap her presents and my like I mentioned my sister loves Christmas and she insists on wrapping my presents even even though I tell her not to and that I'm an adult and that I don't I, I don't want this because I care about the environment they do this and I do this where we reuse wrapping paper so when I have bigger gifts especially I open it really carefully and I save the wrapping paper and then when I need to wrap something I have wrapping paper already and I can just cut out the sheets that are are still well preserved from the year before and bows absolutely you should save bows they're made out of plastic so if you have one definitely reuse it from year to year they'll they'll last forever and I still think my 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 paper my my gift wrapping from old wrapping paper still looks pretty pretty good. And there's a blog post that goes along with this podcast, and you can see some of my my creative gift wrapping. And one of them is with tissue paper, and because it was old, it was like crinkled, so it has a sort of this crinkled effect, and it is it is quite pretty. So that concludes the the session on gifts and shopping. And now we're going to go more into meals. Before actually before we go into meals, I just want to have a note about decorations. I don't have a big section on this. Actually, this this podcast is some from a blog post I wrote last year, but thinking recording now I'm thinking about some additional things so with decorations see again if you can shop secondhand if you can go to thrift stores and look for things that um, have been used by other people in previous years it's I mean it's really hard to avoid plastics but if you can avoid plastics and get more paper products that are are that biodegrade into the environment but just really think about the types of things that you're purchasing when you are decorating your house and how necessary it is. And I know this sounds grinchy, but I'm sure if you search Pinterest, I'm sure you can come up. I'm sure there are lots of photos for eco-friendly Christmas decorations that you can make back in the olden days. And even we would do this as kids, we would string popcorn that's that's something really fun to do as garland but get creative about this there's so much stuff on pinterest that i know for sure there's a lot of things that you can upcycle and make into beautiful christmas decorations so now i'm going to talk about food which people normally don't think about this when they think about the sustainable impact or the sustainability of holidays usually people think of what i was talking about first which is gifts but what we eat has a huge impact on conservation. In previous episodes, in episodes, it's episode number four, I talked about how your diet impacts wildlife. And a lot of this is indirectly through climate change because what we eat has a big impact on climate change. So overall, for the holidays, first of all, I want you to think about food also as we would for 
for presents. See if you can reduce the amount you eat overall. And I don't mean starve yourself by any means, but people tend to just go crazy over the holidays and use it as an excuse to just eat all types of foods that they regret usually when when January comes around. And I know this is hard because they're well, actually, now maybe it's not hard in the pandemic, but normally in offices, people are exposed to a wide variety of different holiday foods. They go to different parties and just really take into account just how much you're eating and be conscious of eating. And like I said, a lot of us regret it later on. We don't really feel good when we overindulge in a lot of these foods. I, I definitely did this on Thanksgiving. I didn't go completely crazy, but I ate more than I normally do. And I'm like, okay, I'm not eating that much for a while now. I just feel better when I eat more of my healthy, regular diet. So so don't don't wait until January to start exercising some self-control. Just try to eat regularly during the holidays as you do in the summertime and you will thank me come January. But the biggest tip after that is to add more plants to your holiday meals and reduce the amount of meats that you have, especially red meat. Red meat has the biggest impact on climate change and also there is a lot of impact from deforestation to clear for agriculture and farmland for the animals or livestock. So see if you can reduce your amount of red meat or go all plant-based for for your meal. That's a pretty bold step for a lot of people, but with uh, meat substitutes nowadays, it's actually pretty easy to still make your favorite holiday recipes, except for, I guess, like things like turkeys and ham, which are usually the, the centerpiece of the holiday meal. But you can easily substitute things like Beyond Meat, which I love, for your recipes. If you do eat meat, make sure that you purchase it from a local farmer who uses sustainable practices, things that say, make sure, like products that say pasture-raised. I go to the farmer's markets and talk to the farmers themselves, and this is definitely much better for the climate because you're not having the transport issues and the animals are well taken care of. And the transport issues, I mean the animals are not transported all over. So there's reduced climate emissions. They're they're local and the animals are treated much better. It is much better for the environment because the it's it's regenerative for the soil when they are pasture fed cows were not evolved to eat corn like they're fed in factory farms so and you're supporting local businesses i talked in the beginning about how important it is to support local businesses so and this goes for your plants too see if you can shop farmers markets shop locally to to get your fruits and veggies for your holiday meals from the farmers markets as well or do a produce box i i have a produce box subscription and i love it it is so easy. I get an email every Friday and I just sign up for what I want. And honestly, I don't even go grocery shopping that much more because I get so much from the produce box. So the last two tips, I'm not sure how much they'll apply this year because the pandemic is going on, but 
Usually during the holidays, people have a lot of parties, especially at the office. And I recommend for people to use real plates and silverware. I just would get so angry that I would work at places that prioritize conservation, that prioritize sustainability, and they would have all these parties and it's just always styrofoam or plastic plates and plastic silverware. And if you're at an office, people can bring their stuff. I mean, I always have stuff at my work because I I also don't like eating from plastic. So I just think it's kind of like gross to to eat out of. And, you know, your fork breaks and then you end up like having like a three-pronged fork. So I always like to bring my own silverware. Anyway, maybe I'm a little too aggressive with my food. But yeah, if you can avoid using these single-use plastics, God, that is such a problem now during the pandemic. It's so disheartening, but just do whatever you can to reduce the amount. If you absolutely have to do an event where you need to throw away plates and silverware, you can buy compostable like bamboo utensils online. You can find them in all the major online stores. And if you can get composting too, then you can put them right in there. I I don't have a compost in my backyard. I subscribe to a corporation called Compost Now. And it's like my produce box. They pick up my compost bin so you can throw over your plant-based scraps from your farmer's market in the compost bin. You can even throw in meat products. So if you have bones and stuff, you can throw that in the commercial compost bin that Compost Now uses and your utensils. So those are my holiday tips. I hope I wasn't too grinchy and I hope that... Your holidays are fun despite the pandemic. Let me give you some advice on this because I have a lot of experience celebrating the holidays either alone or just with one other person. Like I said, my family actually owns a business or they own a business. So so Christmas time is always their most busy season. So I would rarely come home during Christmas time because my family is working at the store long hours and they're just fatigued. So I often just stay home for Christmas. So now that is Raleigh, North Carolina. It used to be Columbia, Missouri. Sometimes we would have friends over and sometimes it's just me and my husband. And I've definitely spent some Christmases in weird places. I spent Christmas one time in Kenya with one of my friend's families. One year, I was traveling back from India on a trip, and I came back on Christmas Eve. So that was a really weird Christmas because I was majorly jet-lagged. But I think it's just important for us to remember it's just a day. So I know people are going to be sad about not getting together with their families, and things might be different this year, but it is just a day. And you can celebrate with your family for um, different reasons or celebrate different things when it's more safe to do so. I know I'm, so I'm actually visiting my family now in Thanksgiving, during Thanksgiving, which I know the Center for Disease Controls advised against traveling. I am 
very not exposed to very not exposed is that a phrase <laughs> to people in Raleigh, North Carolina. I work from home. I have a lot of things delivered to me, so I don't really go out much. And I did get a COVID test before I traveled here to Buffalo, New York. So it's only me. And I only got together with my family who already works together, already sees each other all the time. So it was very, very low risk. But don't don't be don't try to be too depressed during the holiday season. It'll be different for a lot of people and just do the most that you can to make it really joyful, to make it happy. And actually in a future podcast really close to around the holidays, if I don't shuffle things around, I might have another podcast that that might bump it, but it should be out the week of Christmas about some self-care tips because I know this can be a really hard time for people. So so take care of yourself during these times. Don't forget to enter the book giveaway. All you have to do is rate and review my podcast and submit the form on my website. Even if you don't want to win my book, like let's say you're not interested in becoming a wildlife biologist, I would be so grateful if you could review my podcast. If you love this stuff, I don't have any ads. I don't have any intention of adding ads ever except for my services, my courses out there. I would love if you could do this because it helps other people find it find it and i am just so motivated to spread these messages of conservation to inspire people to care about the natural world to care about animals so it would if you, if you like this that would really help me out and would be a small way that you could return the favor so next week i I'm either talking about one of two different things. I'm going to recommend gifts to connect people to nature. So to get more people outside, which is great because we have the pandemic going on and being outside is a safe place to be. And then I also am trying to arrange for an interview with Dr. Lisa Mills. And Lisa is an elephant biologist like myself. And she founded an elephant-friendly tea company that is based in Thailand, I believe. So she works with local farmers there to incentivize the elephants being in their tea gardens because Asian elephants are running out of habitat. That is actually their biggest conservation problem, not poaching like it is in Africa, although poaching is still an issue, don't get me wrong, but really the human-elephant conflict is a much bigger a much bigger problem for Asian elephants. So I'm really looking forward to talking to her about this and about promoting her tea. I've had it. I love it. It's called Elephant Origins. You can order at elephantorigins.com. You're really supporting a great cause and getting some tea. So I really hope we have that episode for you soon. I hope you have an amazing day and let's end the year strong. Keep smiling. Be nice to each other. Be nice to animals. Bye.